July 6, 1978. Sniff. Cat food. The bouquet leaves something to be desired. Hello and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays, the only unedited Garfield podcast that anybody could feasibly wish to do. Mm. I'm one of your hosts, Guy Kelly. Say hello, Guy. Hello. <laughs> hello. I'm no, not no, no, you've ruined it. No, I'm sorry. It. I was just leaving a pause, and then, I, and then I was going to say hi. Because I need to. Because people don't know who you are. You're just a voice saying hello. I've not introduced <sighs> you. I've introduced me well, as I'll the first. I'll introduce myself no, then, as you... co-host. Oh. Yeah. All right, Emmeline Pankhurst. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Cat Kelly. So there you go. See. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm um, just going to give everyone. What if your pupil's bigger than the other? Oh no, it's a trick of the light. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to give everyone fair warning. Um, it's the day after my second COVID jab and I feel like in space. So if I'm a little bit even more incoherent than usual, sorry everyone. As you can tell, this is an unedited Garfield podcast. Oh, absolutely, we, um, 100%. The thing is, we don't really care. We don't. We, our opinions on Garfield are sort of lower neutral. Like, I've... I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Garfield. I don't like it. You know what? You know you, what you do dislike. What do I dislike? Mondays. Mondays. I don't. Oh, Mondays. Oh, I don't. I don't like them. I it don't is, like. It is Monday today. It is Monday today, and I don't like it. Yeah, on the same day that we'll release this, because we have no respect for our audience. No. No, nor nor for this comic. Yeah. Uh, so it's unedited, which I think gives the the real sort of the gritty, pulpy truth of Garfield the cat. Yeah, uh, I've also had my second jab today, so there is a very good chance that by the end of this podcast, both me and Cat will just be going, oh, ow. That being said, get your jabs, folks, as yeah. and when you can. Um, it's it's a public health good. It is, and my arm is definitely feeling less sore than it was. Good. I've basically slept all day up until this point, and I think that's done me a lot of good. I couldn't work out why my right arm was feeling so sore when the jab was in my left arm, oh. and then I realised that I was using an axe to chop wood all day yesterday yeah, and I've not done any exercise beyond that for ages that would be it so that's it that's why my hand and arm is sore it's because I've been giving wood the old the old treatment not wrong seal <laughs> giving wood the old giving wood treatment. the old treatment yeah oh dear down, down down by the barbecue giving wood the old treatment it was a very nice day it was fine it's but... very very hot here today as well um in the UK like sort of 30 degrees which is not very hot for some other places, but as many people have mentioned before, the UK does not do heat well. We don't have the infrastructure No, 30 it. degrees on holiday is delightful. 30 degrees in the UK is... It, ca- it can be a bit grim. Um, yeah, we don't have, like, nice cool tiled floors or shutters well, or... We just put some sunglasses on the tiles in the kitchen. <laughs> or air conditioning. That's not particularly cool. Like, well, air conditioning. It's not like you need a, a jacket. A leather jacket and a cigarette. This is a tedious misunderstanding. You're a tedious <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> Sniff. Uh, right, yeah, first panel. So today's Garfield that we're going to be reviewing, uh, as Guy said, July 6, 1978. So we've kind of gone behind the... Um, like we've the, kind of gone boing. Gone, yeah, we've gone boing. We've gone boing. Like scientific progress. Um, so I was just thinking, like, in terms of the wheel of the year, we've kind of accelerated beyond the point where we were almost... Uh, contemporaneous. Yes, I, I realise that. Yeah. We, had, we had a couple of days where if we'd churned out enough stuff, we could have caught up with Garfield. Um, not the whole of Garfield. Not the whole of Garfield, because it's been running since the 70s. Um, 
like a particularly forgetful mm. sprinter. Yeah. So yeah, first panel. Um, so we can see Garfield here, uh, and he is at his food bowl, which is what you would expect. Now, to me, there's something like, and it's because we know Garfield now as like a gourmet. Mm. Um, there's something a bit weird about this. Garfield at a food bowl. What? what? Garfield just, just the cat, cat with being with a cat, cat food. Rather yeah. than being enticed by mussels in an exquisitely spiced sauce. Yeah. Or lasagna. What? Mm. Isn't, that, isn't that amusing? What's a, that? A cat that likes Italian food. No, what's, what's lasagna? What's lasagna? Yeah. Oh, it's another one of Guy Kelly's tedious misunderstandings, isn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> we could have had a good five minutes of fun out of that. Oh, just, you're asking a lady who can barely string sentences together to... What string? Oh, <laughs> I'll yeet you into the sun. Um, yeah, I can barely string sentences together. Don't ask me to sustain like a long fictional conceit about the. Listen, you will like, en- your misunderstandings of Italian. Food. You will engage with my culinary whimsy <laughs> because we're married, <laughs> and that's part of your vow. Well, not yes, and your pasta denial. <laughs> Right. Pasta denial is like an atheist <laughs> preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have fun, don't we? <laughs> sort of. So we do. It's quite nice. Oh, your legs are really clammy. I know, it's disgusting. Oh. Let's do this as quickly Hang as possible on, so we, do, we simply don't have to touch each way. other. No, that's nice. It's nice that your leg is there, but mm-hmm. it's also it's clammy, like a clam. Like a hot clam with big jugs. What? No. Like one of them things in the sea that yeah. goes flap, flap, flap. But with a huge pair of knockers. <laughs> like real, real big. <laughs> Where would they even go? Well, in the sea. Keep them cool. <laughs> Some hot nonsense. Yeah, that's the, the phrase happy as a clam because of my magnificent clam jugs. <laughs> that's why clamshell bras are a thing. That's why Ariel that wears them. That is not. That is not a thing. She's mates with, like the sea, with with sea creatures, but she also wears them as. I know this has been done to death, but oh yeah, yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, maybe in um, no, I was just about to say like you know where do where is the line of sentience in the Little Mermaid because varied. Well, the thing is, for um, listeners, Guy is about to take a drink from a pint of is that iced cider? Yes. Two large gins, two ciders, ice in the cider. Yeah, lovely. Um, There's not two large gins in this. No, I was going to say. Obviously. No. That would be a, an insane thing to um, Little Mermaid. So the... It would make sense if, like, clams and things were not sentient. If they were, like, sort of, you know, the butterflies of the um, of zoo, the, the Zootropolis world, for example. Do, do but, any clams take part in the song? Well, this is the thing, because, like, under the sea, there are um, clams and various other shellfish that are playing instruments. Yeah. Who invented those instruments? Why is there a saxophone under the water? And how does the saxophone work, given the different... Well, sound transmits better through water, doesn't it, than, than with air. Yeah, but like, wouldn't it have to be a different shape in order to take advantage of that? I, th- I think the shape of sound depends on what noises you make. Like, you can see them here on, on this thing. No, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, the practicalities of, like, a really big fish playing a small saxophone. No, you'd want to get a saxophone that's the same, like, the appropriate size for the fish, wouldn't you? We've not described this cat's face. No, we haven't. We've just been talking about the Little Mermaid. Um. Anyway, so um, the conclusion on that is that... Um, 
we don't know whether or not the clams are sentient, but we think they are because they play instruments. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Garfield looks disgusted in he this looked, first panel. What, mm, mm, I was going to say maybe there's a bit of ambiguity, but no, his ears are set back, his eyes are narrowed. He's turning what little nose he has up mm. at this. His his mouth oh, it looks... I, I don't know what's going on with his it's weird like a mouth. a wiggly line with very downturned corners. Mm. Uh, he's got one... He's, it looks like both feet resting dismissively on the edge of the food bowl. The food inside is your your, your generic pet chow. I don't think it's dry food. I think it looks like it... No, I think this is supposed to be canned wet food, quivering. which in the 70s would have been disgusting. Oh, it would, wouldn't yeah. it? That would have been all Like, given the Im- improvements in our understanding of, like, pet nutrition and requirements and, you know, quality of manufacture, it would have been foul. Does that... I suppose that doesn't undercut the joke of this... Which we'll probably get to in the next fifteen or twenty minutes, but if I did, well, oh, got weird deja vu then. Yeah, because all of these are the same. <laughs> like no, all like of these are the same. Pet food before. As I said, I'm I'm firing on like two out of six cylinders today, so who knows? Could be a is is this, would a the, neurological like bum face happening at the back? You're a neurological hey. bum face. It's like a hurricane, neurological bum, bum face. face. So, is this? Let, let's let's separate this strip off into two different universes. Mm. One where cat food is seventies cat food that's all like otter and Mangled. knife and yeah. bad, and one where it's Sheba, where it's other cat foods are available, um, where it's a fancy cat food that you oh, could, like that might that might food. have a pea in it. Yeah, um, you know, for a bit of colour. Yeah, which which is funnier. Him turning his nose up at it. I guess it's I more relatable. It, I don't think it makes any difference, to be honest. Not? I th- think it's just the generic concept of cat food. Because <sighs> it does have quite a unique aroma even now. Like a, like warm cat food that's been left in the bowl for a couple of hours because, you know, the little darlings have eaten half of it, gone to do an enormous turd, and then gone to sleep. I mean, that that, that is a foul smell. Yeah, that might be the turd, though. No, the, the cat food. I just, I don't know, I... I think mm, I genuinely don't know if it's funnier if this is good cat food he's turning his nose up at, or it's a sort of relatable. Yeah, I guess that would suck to oh, eat that. Oh, excuse me, God, I'm still yawning. I've slept all afternoon. I'm still so tired. Um, still get your jabs, folks. Um, get your jabs. Yeah. Just don't record a stupid excuse podcast. Um, at all. I I think now we're getting into the kind of the world of Garfield here, and this is just speculation, but I have a feeling that because John wants to be sort of seen as um someone who is you know kind of socially more elevated than he is he will probably buy the fancy cat food okay like as a kind of snobbery element to it i thought that that would be because he's just been like cucked by garfield and so he's made to buy the really good stuff column b maybe you know yeah that might be the case as well okay but 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 whatever it is either way garfield's clearly not pre um not preempted. Prelapsarian. No, not prelapsarian. What does either. that mean? Um, oh, it's before the fall of man. Before the fall of man. Oh, we Christian were talking theology. about this last yeah. year, weren't we? Last year, fucking hell. Were we? Last week. Were we? Why? I don't know. Were we talking about prelapsarian Garfield? Yeah, we were talking about like sin. Oh. 
Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's got a couple of feet resting on his bowl. Yeah. He's clearly not happy. He looks like he could at any moment with one of his little front legs just just push that bowl yeah. away with a he's, no thank you. He's saying, he, well, he's not saying sniff. There's a, a couple of lines emanating from his face. I have to say, actually. It's a, it's sorry, a dynamic the, sniff. Yeah, and, and the word sniff is written above to indicate the action. I quite like the way his ears are folded back, actually. Because that's really well observed. That's a thing that cats very much do. Moxie yeah. does that a lot when she's like delicately sniffing something. Yeah. And it's really cute. Um, so that's quite nice. Yeah. We jump onto panel two. Yeah, let's go to panel two. We're looking directly facing the audience now. He was looking at the audience previously, but he had his head turned to a sort of jaunty angle. Uh, Garfield, you're now getting the full like double barrels of his face. <laughs> like this is you're, you're staring down at an angry cat. He looks really sour. He's... His face is all danglesome. He's really grumpy. He's got one toe just touching the side of the bowl, and he thinks cat food. Oh. Ellipsis. Oh. oh my god, how am I still yawning? Um, so what I quite like about this panel as well is that because his face oh, on. No. Yeah, see. Because he's face on, you get like the full impact of what have previously been termed the pendulous jowls. Um, and there's like an element, I don't know, like kidneys or I do, lungs or there's just something. It's anatomical about it's, it. Yeah, I was about to say something anatomical about it. Um, the, the wiggly line of his mouth is quite wiggly and he looks incredibly disgusted. Again, this is this is actually quite nicely conveyed. I think I think as a cartoonist, Jim Davis was quite good in the early days. Yeah, I can see that. Um, anything else to add on this this panel? Um, I like the way that his tail is curled round, curled, curled, curled round, and I like the way that his butt is right up in the air. There's a yeah. real sense of kind of like the whole body kind of cringing in on itself. Yeah, there's there's a there's a dynamic the odor. dynamic distaste yeah. here. I think that's I think that's quite nice, and I also like the way that his ears have come back forward again. Um, there are a weird like. Oh, actually, that's quite interesting. They're sort of they're still drawn like that these days. If you look at the um, little thing on the left, where oh, it's like yeah. modern Garfield on the website, that like they're conjoined ears. Yeah, he's got sort of conjoined ears still, which is a bit peculiar. Um, just before we jump onto the final panel, um, I don't know if you've noticed the interesting faff with backgrounds. So, as we've talked about before, this was a newsprint comic, lightly black and white, with different kinds of sort of dot coloring. Not colouring, but dot shading to provide different uh, sort of aspects of light and shade. What's the word for that? Oh, I don't know. Let's get Dave back on and find out. I would look it up, but if, that would involve research. Oh, if this was a good podcast, what would happen now is I'd cut in some phone sound effects and Dave would answer going, hello, Yeah. Um, as he does because he's a cheery boy. And I'd say, Dave, what's that printing technique? And he'd say, well, now, here's what it is. When I was 12, I read a book. Um, <laughs> and, and then it would be a really accurate summary of how it works. Yes, and, and also how not only yeah. how it works, but how it would feel to be 12 and learn that information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because it's this, that's not going to happen. What I'm going to say instead is the... The Dotty Boys. It's the Dotty Boys. <laughs> that's like the newspaper version of Madness. The band. The Nutty Boys. We'll get, a, we'll get a takedown. Will we? Yeah, oh. you, with, with that accurate representation of all of Scar. <laughs> that's the Venga boss. <laughs> oh shit, it is, isn't it? No, that's. No, that's the Venga boss. Not. That's Scar. <laughs> Welcome to Music with Cat Kelly. It's a podcast within a podcast. Yeah. Step up your well, game, already, McElroy's. We've already talked about um, the fish in The Little Mermaid, so it's turning into quite a musical podcast. 
Look, what I'm trying to say is the first panel has three, like, bold blocks of intersecting colour. The second panel has two blocks of intersecting colour. The third panel gets rid of those sharp edges and becomes uh, like a little, little like a little cloud, little yeah. little wobbly lines, little wobbly guys. That was the sound of my elbow hitting the pop shield, for anybody who wondered what that noise was. In the final panel, Garfield has turned his back on his food. He's walking away. Untouched lies the food bowl. And he's thinking the bouquet leaves something to be desired. And I genuinely think there's something interesting about the the set sort of fixed rigid lines of panels one and two and the more wobbly wobbly in the background yeah yeah i agree completely i think so yeah he's walking away he's very very round there are it looks like he's lines. slowly walking away yeah um he's incredibly fat i mean we know that about garfield but his 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 largeness is really strongly emphasized here his royal largeness um, uh, jim davis uh is a coward who has not not drawn the butthole he has not drawn the butthole unless this has been censored unless. Unless there's a, f a secret butthole in every panel. <laughs> and you just need to know where to look We need for it. to see the butthole cut of Garfield. What's the butthole cut of? It's like there's a Pruder footage. There's just a couple of frames <laughs> missing that are just really close-up images of Garfield's tea towel holder. Or the, um, that one of cats. You know, apparently there was a butthole. That's a much better reference to make. Because of course they were... Oh, yeah, that's better. Do you reckon Sonic would have had a horrible little butthole in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? In the, what, original, in the original, yeah, one? the nightmarish. Probably, and they probably spent a little bit too long on it, mm. and then someone like tried to, like one of the animators tried to get in a long sequence of Sonic taking off his shoes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then the whole yeah, thing and to then the eventually crowd. someone realised what was happening and just went nope, We've, nope, 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 and slapped the, uh, the computer rumbled. out of his hands. The bouquet yeah. leaves something to be desired. I've not got much to say about this strip. No, I quite, I quite think it's quite funny. It's the way he's walking away, you know. The bouquet leaves something well, to be desired. Well, okay, so what we, in order to, right, so the text here is, <laughs> now you'll have to bear with me as I say because my brain is a little bit foggy, but it's kind of, um, is, is bathos the word I'm looking for? So he's kind of using quite elevated language. Bouquet yes. leaves something to be desired. This is the language of high a society, a gourmand. Um, expressing an opinion, um, maybe you know something that you'd kind of. This is an, an, an unnecessarily and inappropriately elevated language in relation to the fact that it is cat food, and from that, I think we're supposed to deduce that you know Garfield is a cat of high tastes. Right. Yeah. I I agree. I just think it falls flat for me. Yeah. What, it doesn't. What about it? Do you think? Uh, it seem it seems a bit easy. I don't know. The bouquet leaves something to be desired. Oh, look, it's a juxtaposition. I wasn't expecting a cat to have such rarefied views on the olfactory delights of degustation. It's like, oh. I mean, would this have been novel in the 70s? Probably not. Like, it's fine. In, in, I mean, in terms of, you know, mainstream comics. Yeah, I don't think you could, like, print that in a book. I, it would only be three pages long. <laughs> it's just... It's like an explanatory pamphlet that people hand out at tube stations, like a chick jacked. That's sort of what this podcast it's is. <laughs> Only instead of trying to save people's soul, we're just squandering it. <laughs> um, I bring you the good we're news. We're ensuring their place in purgatory. Yes. Is this purgatory? Feels like it is sometimes, our doesn't it? Purgatory. Could be. Hey. What? 
Were, were you just doing a rude at me? No, I was sort of unstuck. Well, no, did you think like I was just you giving said, you, like, flipping no, you off? when you said it feels like it, doesn't it? Were you being rude about our relationship? <laughs> I might have been you talking were. about marriage and not a podcast. No! Oh, only a bit. <laughs> there are things I have to put up with. Like reading a Garfield so comic. to you. Like reading a Garfield <laughs> Like reading a Garfield to, um, to have and to hold yeah, in ODs and in <laughs> When did OD come up in the comics? Was it like not until the 80s? We've got decades wonder, to find out. Do you think that was to do with merchandising? Do you think the introduction of other characters was primarily oh, to have... Oh, I've just had the worst idea. What? There definitely exists in the world a Garfield Funko Pop. Oh, yeah, there'd be more than one. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I mean, like, can you still get things like Garfield notebooks and pencils? I'm sure you oh, can. Oh, definitely. Are you looking it up? I'm going to That's see forbidden if... research, surely. This, no, it doesn't count as research if it's after the fact. What are you looking for? A Garfield Funko Pop. A Garfield Funko Pop. Oh, God, this they do. This is going to be very cursed. Also, the second result was Garfield Funko Pop, I hate Mondays. Oh. Okay, those are horrifying. Those are, I mean, they're all They're odie. dead-eyed. Oh, they are dead. Completely like, like dead-eyed. Oh. oh my god, that's horrible. That's 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 looks, so cursed. That looks more like Bart Simpson. Right, than... I know this isn't great for like an audio medium, but if you have the opportunity and you're able to, um, do look up Garfield Funko Pop. On that's Google a real images, piece of shit. Horrifying. I hate that. I d- I don't like Funko Pops at the best of times. I think they're a weird sort of cargo cult idea of pop cult. I ha- I I hate them, mm. but. A Garfield, it's like staring into the eyes of capitalism. It's like two mirrors set up against each other. And each mirror is a bum. Yeah, but oh. it doesn't have one. But, but he doesn't have oh. a bum. Um, There's shall... one, if, right, in the infinite universe theory, there is a universe where every Garfield comic strip is, is just a bum. Oh, I was thinking every Garfield strip is just the same. But with but, an exquisite drawing of the bum. But whenever he's turns his back to the camera, it's an exquisitely rendered photorealistic anus. <laughs> and maybe the anus like differs per strip as a little in joke. So yeah. sometimes it's cat anus, sometimes baboon, sometimes human. Yeah. Like it, it just goes through the, the gamut of yeah, the animal well, kingdom. Yeah, in a, a multiverse of infinite possibilities, multi butt Garfield is, you know, high up there. Multi butt Garfield. Yeah. By just... by rule thirty four you've just done no. something terrible. This has already been a very cursed podcast please, in many different ways. Please, Odie Sam. No. My, my many, my no. many Garfield buttholes. No. Stop it. <laughs> Should we have a Get look? <laughs> put Pandora. Panda, put the lid on. Should we have a look at the comments? Uh, yeah. Let's and do then that. we've got something very special to read out. We do. That's a comment true. of our own. Yeah. Comics Master One Thousand comments well somebody had to comment love this one isn't this the same person who did exactly the same thing on the last strip like just commenting with the equivalent of first post i i admire that if that's if yeah. you've decided that yeah. well i'm gonna go through i'm gonna yeah i now here's the thing angel princess 72 over nine years ago i hope you've learned better has commented if only cat food came in lasagna flavor at no point in this comic yeah, have we t- not has, has lasagna come up? No. Nope. What what would a what would a cat what would a cat want with lasagna? Angel Princess seventy two. Do I have this... to have met all of the other seventy one princesses in order to understand it? You. The... Well, this is a kind of retroactive fitting of lasagna into the Garfield canon because Garfield is not Garfield. Um, yeah, it's not yet been mentioned. 
I really like R. Tucker's 913's comment. There's I a... thought cats liked cat food. <laughs> will, again, willfully misunderstanding. I thought cats liked cat food. Just this, this documentary about a cat <laughs> is increasingly inaccurate with every pipe smoked. I'm fu- Actually, a small amount of tobacco would be very bad for a cat. Mm. I've just done what I've accused Angel Princess of you doing. Have, yeah. Because no pipe has been smoked yeah. yet. That's about 14 to 18 strips away. Mm. We just need to keep doing this. Skater, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Enjoying the bouquet while resisting the wine. And that is attributed to Edward Cullen, Twilight, in the same way that you might attribute something to Shakespeare or Milton mm. or... Oh, yes, just knees. Edmund Spencer. Um, which, again, talking about... Um, and now, maybe this is a, you know, a meta comment in that it's using the same um, elevated language to talk about something utterly mundane. Or maybe this is just someone who ought to wind their neck in and stop putting fucking Twilight on everything. I think maybe this is a meta comment in an unedited Garfield podcast by and for people who think they're a bit too clever for this. <laughs> Might be a See, bit. See, layers much. and layers, and like, I'm like an ogre, mate. Layers, onions. <laughs> I'm like an onions over, and mate. Do- onions and onions I'm, and donkeys. I'm like an over, mate. Yeah. Egg. Onions and donkeys. Egg. Over. I said over. It's a. It's Stop looking. A bit Don't make me that think side. that one of my pupils is going bonk. <laughs> That'll really unsettle me. Oh God! It's like when I did that show at the Fringe and stuck my thumb in the socket of my eye. Oh. Um, and couldn't. It's like my vision was like. Properly, oh thoroughly crossed for the first 15 to 25 minutes of the show. And at no point could I look in a mirror because we were going on and off stage. It only was like I 10 or 12 minutes later. I definitely told you. 10 or 12 minutes later when I was backstage with Rich that I could say, Rich, please do me a favour. Look at my eyes and tell me if they're both pointing in the same direction. And because Rich is a better man than I am, he did. Because my response would have been, fucking hell, what have you done? Um... <laughs> You sounded just like your father then. Yeah. yeah. So does your face, says yeah. M.I. Uh, Jonas Byrne. Well, somebody has to comment on this. Wait, what? Have we got a comment war? Yeah, but like two... So that was eight years ago. Comics Master, somebody had to comment over ten years ago. Yeah. Jonas Barn. two years too late to say first. Yeah. Um, Deacher123. Cat food is yummy. I mean, gross. Well, that's a bit revelatory, isn't it? It's, it's, Somebody's been eating cat food out of the fridge when they got home from school. Or is this like a baby's first rug pull? Uh, it might be. It's yummy. What? Yeah, Record scratch. I bet what? you wonder how I got what? here. What? Yeah. On, on all fours, face down in the cat food bowl. Why did he not eat it? And naughty cat. <laughs> I like that, Ethan Lack. That's good. Yeah, Peach Armored 9077. Silly cat. Yeah, that that's like... Yeah, you've got yeah. it. You've distilled you've it. You've got it. You've absolutely... F- 40 yeah. plus years worth of work condensed yeah. into two yeah. words. Um, I So what I like about this next comment, apart from the fact that it's utterly deranged... Um, is can I just also say the avatar looks like a bum? Oh, I can yeah, say it. Anyway. Um, is that it's clearly caused a comment war. The comment reads, wet cat food smells pretty good. There's the three comments underneath. Not really, says Scribbles. The person on Go Comics. Really? Question mark. Um, King Kemp, you, sir, are insane. Brackets, I know I replied late. They left that comment a month ago. This person put that comment on saying, wet cat food smells pretty good two years ago. This is glorious. Uh, s- s- 
I can't even pronounce this name. The pictures are so bad compared to the new ones. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so Strut wrong. Zakrump. Strut Zakrump. Yeah, they're wrong. The, the pictures are full of charm and, like, interest and, and feeling. And they actually look hard-drawn as opposed to just sort of copy-pasted. Cookie-cutter, yeah. I mean, by this point, presumably, they've got Garfield in almost every single posture and position. So do they just pick from, like, a clip art? Um, library in of every Garfield's. single posture and position. <laughs> My <laughs> desires are unconventional. Oh. My mom ate dog food once in her twenties, says Arta Pashkov well, four months ago. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, cool Wobbuffet? I don't know what that means. Two four six. My mom prefers dry cat food for Olivia than wet. Well, thanks for that. Don't know who Olivia is, um, but I, I guess. But here we'll we are. Know. We'll yeah, never know. Here we are. Um, now, folks, sweet listeners, you poor fools who have made it 28 minutes into this self-congratulatory, masturbatory nonsense of a podcast, we've got some fan mail. We have, and it's an really interesting. An actual letter was delivered to a P.O. box I've got set oh. up. I don't want you people coming to my house. An actual letter written in Comic Sans... And printed in green ink. Yep. Um, how do you want to do this? Should we do a paragraph each? Shall I yeah, just yeah, read it yeah, all? Yeah, we'll or? do a paragraph each. Yeah, it's quite a long letter, but I think um, we did think about editing it down. But A, that would mean editing, and that feels like it's anathema to the spirit of this podcast. And B, um, I don't think that you can cut too much of it without seriously eating into the um, the, like the meaning. I, um, I paid no thought to editing this and, in fact, only remembered that I had it when I looked and saw it on my desk and thought, oh, yeah, I was going to do that because that was something that somebody did. Um, so I'll do those two. You do that. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Dear I Don't Like Mondays, the unedited husband and wife podcast about Garfield, the long-running and inexplicably popular comic strip. I like podcasts. Yours is splendid. Thank you. So um, if Cat interjects, this this isn't what the writer has, has also put there. That was Cat. No, I just, just wanted to say thank you. He, really he, nice. he also didn't say this bit here that no, I'm he saying. I'm not. No. So you'll you'll tell when I'm reading the letter because I'll sound like I'm reading the letter. And then yeah, your I'm, voice goes like sort of very sonorous. And then if I'm giving additional explanatory notes like this, they'll sound like additional explanatory notes. And then if I sound uh, like a uh, lady, that's my wife talking. Willful misunderstandings. <clears throat> You raise many important questions about the deeper meaning behind the ill-behaved orange cat, and are ever-reaching for the answers that tell us about the world. Sorry, ever-reaching for answers that tell us about the world and, more significantly, ourselves. I do feel, however, that there is one avenue you have yet to fully explore. Jim Davis began his seminal work only three years after the Vietnam War ended, and I think his oeuvre is replete with references to an incident that left deep scars in the psyche of a nation. John Arbuckle is the USA. As the human in the strip, he is nominally the one with power and autonomy, the one who should be in control of the situation with all the advantages he has. Yet time and time again, his expectations and his actions are confounded with less power in their world. In particular, Garfield, the stand-in for the North Vietnamese coalition, gets the better of him in every encounter. Garfield has his own agenda, inimical to John's, and the dramatic tension, and perhaps comedy, stems from the mismatch in both viewpoints and supposed power. Odie, as Garfield's optimistic but empty-headed foil, is the South Vietnamese forces. Unlike Garfield, who is given abundant narrative focus, Odie is relegated to the role of a stand-in when direct violence against John cannot be made to fit. Odie is a mere puppet. This is a story of Cat Bites Man. <coughs> 
What is perhaps most telling is that while the parallels between the comic strip and the conflict are obvious, the treatment reflects the inability of the USA as a country to engage fully with the reality of the war. John is often the only human. The household pets of the Arbuckle residents are treated as often mischievous playthings rather than equals. This reflects the United States' inability to apprehend other nations as peers rather than assets or threats. This paternalistic narcissism is also evident in how John and Garfield's relationship is not one of sworn enemies, but that of a benevolent master who has the best interests of their pet at heart, despite their conflict. The indignities that Garfield suffers in the course of the strip are always mild and temporary, and this demonstrates how the USA cannot come to terms with its atrocities, no matter how grievous. The worst excesses of warfare are reduced to mild peril, because the alternative is to be presented with the fact that John Arbuckle, and by extension, the United States of America, is a monster. And yet, despite this, by casting the reader's sympathies almost exclusively with Garfield and establishing that the animal has an unheard inner life, there is the kernel of realisation that America's enemies have a point. If you are a very normal person like me, I'm sure you'll agree that this is fascinating. Anyway, it looks like I'm running out of room and the nurse is here. Signed, Dr. Benjamin Wright. I know this person. They have a PhD. Ooh. No, I thought that was a really interesting exploration of some of the socio-political um, implications of Garfield. And yeah, I think it's a nice way of looking well, at it. Um, that although, you know, and, and I know we... Um, you know, we, we joke about it because there's a lot to joke about, but there are certain interesting elements of the ways in which popular culture kind of imposes itself on um, on popular culture. So, you know, it becomes a kind of reflexive, recursive, um, magnifying effect um, when you have something that's, you know, being produced in a particular time and in a particular era. And I think it goes back to that kind of, you know, the, the, the argument with a capital A about the extent to which the author is influenced by their surroundings and yeah. vice versa. In, in, and informed of, of and informs yeah, yeah, yeah. Its, its surroundings. Yeah, um, and the, you know, the, the argument around the intertext I think is quite interesting in this. I'm now brought back full circle to that very sort of JPEG, glossy, um, deep-fried meme uh, where it is a picture of Garfield holding up a sign that says, you are not immune to propaganda. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think... There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Well, Dr. Wright, genuinely and sincerely, thank you very yeah. much for sending that in. Thank that you is, for post. Thank, thank you for post. I'm not sure. Is there anything else to add to that? I, I think that's worth considering. Yeah. I think that's interesting and thoughtful, and I'm very grateful that you'd take the time yeah, out of your day to do something as foolish as write to a Garfield if podcast. If people want to write to us, where should they write? Um, well, we've got idlmpodcast at gmail.com which is an email address. You can get those from well, your local supermarket. Delia Smith voice. It's like a letterbox, but for your computer. And if you're wanting to cheat in this particular instance, and I know that we all do sometimes when we've got friends coming around for a dinner party, you can get a pre-made email address from the freezer section in your local Waitrose. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at IDLM Podcast on Twitter. And finally, this is new and exciting, and this is how Dr. Wright, who shall be referred to as such for the duration of this podcast, mm. friend of the podcast, Dr. Wright, um, you can write a letter to us. You can send us an actual human letter um, to our mail delivery service, which is Guy Kelly, 
192 Upper Richmond Road, Putney, London, SW15 2SH. That's Sierra Whiskey 15 2 Sierra Hotel, United Kingdom. Well, how exciting. Catherine, if people want to engage with you on Twitter or buy your art that you do, what's their deal? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Wangleberry. Um, and I do an art sometimes. You can go to chickenscratch.co.uk. Chickenscratch.co.uk. Sometimes do an art. For lovely, lovely prints and illustrations and calligraphy and nice things. That oh, might... my brain's shutting down. Yeah, let's yeah. let's pack this in. If you want to find anything about me, okay, then I'm on Twitter at BrainMage. And I also stream cryptic crosswords at twitch.tv forward slash BrainMage. Uh, it is now 20 minutes past six of a lovely Monday evening. Oh! <gasps> I mean, that's all right. It's quite nice and warm out. No, I'm no keep up the... Oh, what's sorry. the one thing we know about Mondays? Oh, Catherine, how do you feel about Mondays? Oh, I don't like them. Exactly.